Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. As well as some solo episodes from me, I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have my friend Daniela Elias from Amity Created joining me on the podcast. And I am so excited because a funny story, Daniela and I have never actually met, have we, Daniela? (laughs) I feel like we've known each other for so long and we've never met in real life. Never met, but I feel like I speak to you so much more than a lot of other people in real life. So Daniela and I crossed paths because I know her husband through a mentoring program that we did together and a bit of coaching that we've done in the past. So we've connected virtually and we've done a lot of things together and it's been a fun ride so far. But I really am excited to chat to you today because Over the past year, I've been moving more into slowing down. I think a lot of us have had a bit of a reality check in that aspect, but, you know, focusing more on my health and energy and all of these things, which I love that you talk about all of that on your Instagrams, both on the Daniela Elias and Amity Created pages. A lot of my my clients and female entrepreneurs, we get caught up in this hustle of startup life and looking for more sales and more things and more things to add to our to-do list. And we forget to bring more of that feminine energy, be kinder to ourselves and really just take a moment out of our busy days. Because when I think back, I almost forget, but I used to not even eat my breakfast until like 3pm because I was just like too busy can't do anything. And so when I was in that for, you know, if I heard someone say, take a moment for yourself, I'd be like, what are you talking about? You crazy woman. But I think it's a a really important message that we do need to share. So I really am in, in awe of how you're so in tune with yourself and grounded and that you do share some of that on your social media as well. So we're going to jump into this because I know everyone is going to gain so much value from this. But what I wanted to start with is what does creating space for yourself mean to you? I love this. Okay, so when I think of holding space or creating space, really it comes down to just being consciously present for yourself. It's as simple as that. It is your way of checking in. It's your way of noticing the flags that your body has been waving at you. It's your way of really noticing your emotions and your feelings and how things are popping up for you in certain situations and it's acknowledging them. And I think this isn't something that we are taught to do, you know, to acknowledge our feelings and to respond to them in a way which is going to really help us move through that situation or move through those specific things that are popping up for us in that moment. I think if we simplify it, It really is just inviting in a self-awareness. It's allowing us to recognize what we need and just being honest with ourselves and and giving ourselves the grace to respond. So it could look like self-kindness or movement or celebration. It could look like reflection. It could look like nourishment. Like it really is broad. And I know that when I say this sort of stuff, the first word that comes to mind is just self-care. But I think that self-care is just this broad umbrella with 
a certain image that's attached to it. So I like to think of creating space as being a really deep and conscious choice to choose you in order to allow yourself just to be the best version of yourself as much as you can. Amazing. I think that's awesome. And yeah, finding what works for you is really, really important. But for those people that maybe haven't started this journey or maybe don't have those moments to themselves, where can people get started? Because I know, you know, if you told me that two years ago, I'd probably be like, sounds great. But, you <laughs> but know, I don't have no time. <laughs> and something that I used to actually do is I used to think I was resting, but I would be watching TV or I would have my phone with me. Even if I wasn't looking at it, it would be next to me. So I always kind of filled up my time with something, whether it was, you know, a podcast. And even just this morning, I actually just had my matcha and a muffin for breakfast and I went and sat outside in the sun, no phone, I left the phone inside and this was something that used to feel really, really uncomfortable for me and I would almost want to feel that time. So for those people that maybe never do this, what tips would you have around maybe getting started or checking in with themselves throughout the day or what is something small that they could maybe start with? Yeah, I love this. I'm just going to throw it out there because as you were speaking, I just had a very visual image of me around five years ago, and I think it might be relatable. So if we were to rewind five, six years ago, I was a full-time high school teacher. I was not doing anything close to what I'm doing now. And it was a time of heavy, heavy stress and overwhelm. And there was no such thing as self-care in my life at all. Like it did not exist. And I totally relate with what you're saying on looking back at how you were at a certain stage and just laughing when you hear that sort of sentence of, you know, being consciously present and creating space and creating time because I was there as well, you know? And I remember being in this moment of just complete breakdown, finding myself on the floor of my spare bedroom. It was just filled with all of this random stuff there was mess everywhere because i was trying to create businesses and whatnot at the time and i was just a total wreck because i had worked myself to this point of just hitting that that wall and hitting that breaking point and i don't think i've ever come across anyone who hasn't experienced that in their life you know working themselves to a point of just completely exploding and there being zero left in the tank you know the battery is totally empty and i sat down with my mom and just explained what I was experiencing, what I was going through. And she said something to me, which really kind of started this journey for me. She said, okay, what do I always do for you when you're not feeling the best? And Yella, what do I always do? And I said, I don't know, you you make me a cup of tea and crumpets. (laughs) And she said, yeah, she goes, just start with tea. Just start with tea, just flick the kettle, make something warm to drink and just sit down and be mindful drink that tea in silence just that few moments you just need 30 seconds to a minute daniela don't overcomplicate it and she said that to me and in that moment i paused and i was just like are you kidding me is it this simple you know can it be this simple is it just a moment of you know breath and can i use tea and this completely sparked this whole light bulb moment for me and i started to introduce one to five minutes a day. This is how simple it was at the beginning for me. One to five minutes a day where I would make myself a cup of tea and sometimes coffee, it didn't have to always be tea, but mostly it was tea. And I would just go and sit outside 
and I would drink my tea. Or if I was at work, I would sit at work at my desk. I would ignore everyone, put my headphones on, no music, just headphones to block out the noise. And I would just drink my tea. And in those moments, I would really encourage myself to notice what the tea tasted like, to feel what my body felt like in those moments, to check in with where I was feeling tension, to breathe through you know, each inhale and exhale in a really elongated way. And I started to retrain myself because, and that took a lot of time to completely retrain my way of thinking because I was very much in that headspace of, I didn't have time to do things for me. At that stage, I was, so all over the place that I can't tell you the amount of times I was rocking up to work where the bell had already gone and the school day had started or there were times where I'd rock up and I'd get there and do a quick check in the mirror and realize, oh my God, I forgot my freaking bra. Like, you know, when you overwork yourself to that point, you're just totally not there and you you make up this story in your mind that you don't have time. But if you can't find, you know, a minute to five minutes within your day, then you really need to reassess what's going on within your daily schedule because it's not hard to find that time. And it really started for me with just creating those really tiny moments, those tiny moments of pause. So if you're at the beginning of your journey, some of the things that you might like to try and a lot of the time when I'm speaking to women who are ready to give themselves this permission, because that's what it is, it's giving yourself permission to say, you know what, I am worthy of rest and I need rest in order to think clearly, in order to perform at the best of my ability in order to, you know, show up for my business or whatever it is, right? So it's giving yourself that permission. You might like to do something as simple as just going for a walk that's 20 minutes or standing outside with your feet on the bare ground and just allowing yourself a few big breaths to reconnect. Or my husband and I are in this routine now we go for a morning walk but we stop and we close our eyes and look up at the suns and we just allow the the sun rays to hit us and we just take that moment to feel what that's feeling and then we describe what it feels like and in those moments of describing what that sun feels like on your body or whatever it is you've really switched your mind from this space of thinking about your to-do list or all the things that are going on in your day to just a couple moments of a different you know wavelength of thinking and that's enough that's enough to change your energy and just give you just a little push in your yourself battery so you can keep going so it gets to be simple, it gets to be easy, and there are so many ways that you can go about creating space for yourself in the day, whether it's through having your your mindful sipping of your tea or your coffee or going for a walk, creating some movement, allowing yourself to absorb nature. It could be as simple as just saying no. I do this all the time. You know, I'm notorious for this in my friendship group, but how many times have has there been something that's been organized? I mean, now that depending on where you are, there might not be as much social events happening, but how many times in the past have you had an event or a brunch or something organized with friends and you're excited for it, the few days running up, but then the day of you wake up and you just don't have the energy for it. You don't have the capacity to take in the conversation that you know, there might be one friend who might be a little bit more negative or you just don't have the energy on the day and then you really have to talk yourself into going. And then when you go there, it's a lot. 
and you leave feeling so depleted because you've taken in all this energy from people. Sometimes the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself is just to say no to things. So if we go to the brunch example, just giving your friends a buzz or sending a message in the, the group chat and just saying, hey guys, like I just don't have the capacity for this today or I'm just not feeling the best. I'm just gonna stay home and just chill today and not apologizing because we don't need to apologize for what we're feeling what we're experiencing but just creating those moments of saying "Mm, this doesn't really align for me today and i'm not going to do it or if someone's trying to put something on your plate for work saying no to it if if you don't have the space or capacity to take it on those little things those little choices are really a beautiful way to create space for yourself and to say I am doing what is aligned and what feels good for me and I'm doing this because it's going to better me in my growth or whatever it is you know so that is really really important and I think one thing that I would like to add on that is when it comes to business I've been guilty of this many times because I'm someone who if I have an idea I have to do it now but it doesn't have to be done now. You know, so often my boyfriend would say to me, well, Jess, just move the deadline. I'm like, no, I've told people, you know, I'm doing it. I have to do it now. Um, Someone might steal my idea or whatever the thought is that comes up. And so I've been working on my mindset and goals journal for over a year. I had the idea in November last year and my deadline was January 2021 right and now here we are in October and it's still not done because that is the first time in my life that I've said there's no rush (laughs) and so for me that was almost like you know not necessarily setting boundaries externally but setting them internally because like it does not matter and so I've even just blocked out times in my calendar where it's just literally nothing or hey I'm going to the beach for the whole afternoon and it's going to be booked in and that's what I'm doing so that's something that I had to learn as well is just managing my own expectations of what had to be done Yeah, I think that's really important. And also something you said earlier, which just sparked a a thought is, you know, how we're talking about resting, but not really resting within those rest moments. (laughs) We are constantly absorbing so much around us. It doesn't matter where we are, even if we are just going for a walk, there is so much going on around us that we're taking in that's sparking different ideas, that's making us think along a certain train of thought, right? to be in a position where we are switching off technology we are like no music no no nothing nothing to distract us at all that's really hard you know i remember i think it was my first ever coach i worked a lot with a coach who helped me to create this deep connection with myself i guess and one of the first challenges and i remember hating it she told me to go outside every day and I had to gradually increase the time. The first day was just five minutes in silence, just sitting outside, not even a cup of tea, just just sitting outside in silence. And I was like, five minutes, it's easy. Okay, cool. By a minute and a half, I was checking my phone because I'm like, how long has this been? Like, this is taking forever. And it was really hard. And that's when I realized just how much we rely on 
outside sort of things to distract our mind. And it's become foreign for us just to be in silence and sit with ourselves. And I think it's quite uncomfortable at first because when we're in those silent moments, that's when all of these thoughts start to come up. You know, we start to hear that inner voice really loud. We start to, all of the things that we push down throughout the weeks and the, and the days or whatever it is, all of those things start to surface. Those emotions start to surface and we start to really think about it. And that can be overwhelming, I guess. And we don't want to experience or feel those things. So we, we distract ourselves with all of these other sources, if that makes sense. And it's a total relearning and it's hard. It's so hard, but when we prioritize ourselves and we get comfortable with what's coming through for us, when we get comfortable with noticing our body and responding to what it is that we need, it just gets easier over time. And we shift more into a space of alignment. It really is worthwhile. Definitely. No, that is so valuable. And I actually did a whole podcast episode a little while ago, so people can scroll back, but I called it time versus energy management. And so often we'll set ourselves half an hour, I'm going to have a break for half an hour, but our phone is beside us the whole time. And whether you're looking at it or not, your phone is taking up, let's say 10% of your energy. Maybe you tap it a few times, check if you've got notifications. That's again, taking more of your energy. And so while we might've had 30 minutes rest, we only actually energetically had 50% of that time as rest. So there's something that we need to, I guess, switch our thought pattern around. And this is somewhat a little bit different to what you're saying, but even if it's five minutes, if it's five minutes of complete focus on hundred percent of your energy going into that quiet time, that five minutes is so much more valuable than half an hour of slightly distracted time. And so that can be so valuable. Mm, 100%. There is one thing that I used to do a lot at the beginning when I just found in that time where I just try to wind down and clean my mind, there was just so many thoughts coming through, you know, what I had to do the next day for my business or what was coming up in terms of sales or whatever it was. My mind was just so overloaded that I got into this habit of, especially just before bed, I found it was beneficial before bed. I would grab my journal and I would just start writing every thought that came into my mind. And we have a lot of thoughts. Can I just make that really clear? Like these are this pages of me just like emptying thoughts, but I would just start writing and nothing would make sense. It would just be random thought. And I would keep writing and writing and writing until I'd get to a point of just, there was nothing else. There was nothing else. I couldn't think of anything else at all. And then I would drop my pen and I would close the journal and I'd go straight to bed. And I found that that for me at the beginning was a really good way of just emptying everything that was just taking up the top layer of my mind because it really impacts us in ways that we don't realize as well. When we have all this stuff on our mind and we don't allow our body to wind down or reset or ground or whatever it is, we're going to sleep, but we're not actually allowing our body to rest even in sleep because our minds are still working on overload. And that's, for me, it, it ended up looking like crazy dreams when I had a lot on my mind, or I'd be waking up a million times throughout the night worrying or, or whatever it was, you know, we're not even completely restful when we're sleeping. And I think that allowing ourselves and creating that space to just completely unwind, to completely check in and to acknowledge whatever it is that we need to acknowledge before we sleep, for example, is another really powerful way of just clearing that space. 
Yes. And I love that you said that because everyone is always focusing on the morning routine, get up at 5am, do this, this and that. And I think the nighttime routine is more important than the morning routine, because if you don't have that nighttime wind down reset, I've, I've even started doing like a five or even 10 minute meditation where it just kind of brings my my mind back to my breath and it gets me in that relaxed state. And that is made the hugest difference because I would be similar to what you explained when you were a teacher, even in my business, even when I was giving myself time throughout the days, if I didn't do this nighttime routine, which was literally just 10 minutes of meditating before bed, my whole day would just feel rushed and feel like I'm behind because I didn't get enough sleep or good quality sleep and then I would sleep in a little bit longer than I needed to or you know you just sluggish so I think that is really really valuable because people are I'm just seeing it so much I don't know if it's like an end of year thing but all over Instagram I'm saying like 5 a.m wake up I'm trying this challenge you know I'm doing this and that but I don't think I would ever wake up at 5 a.m it doesn't work for energy type it's not something that does work for me and it does work for other people so that's great but I just find that the nighttime routine it starts there really for the morning to be successful and then for the rest of the day to just flow I think that's a really valuable thought as well is that everything is going to look and feel very differently to all of us because we're all very unique. We're all individuals. So what's working for one person might not necessarily work for us or vice versa. You know, so I think it really is important to flow through and try different things, whether it is, I mean, morning routines don't work for me. Like you, 5 a.m., that's outrageous. It would never work, right? But for some people, that's really what clicks with them. So trying the different things in the morning that may or may not work, trying the things throughout the day, trying the things at night and seeing what actually resonates with you. And if something doesn't work, then just, okay, that didn't work, but pushing it aside, not completely out because it might work later on because we're constantly evolving, constantly changing. But when you find the things that do work for you really, and I hate saying this, but I always say it anyway, I hate saying toolbox or toolkit. I don't know why I have an issue with that. I really need to unpack that. (laughs) But when you find something that works for you, chucking it in your toolkit, chucking it in your toolbox and being like, okay, I can come back to this whenever. And the reality behind it is it doesn't matter how down pat you get with checking in on yourself or creating space for yourself. Life is so unpredictable. Life is constantly changing and and we only can control so much. So you need to have the expectation that things will pop up and throw you off your balance and your routine or whatever you had in place might not work anymore. You know, so we need to really recognize that it is a constant journey. It is constantly like a roller coaster. Sometimes we'll be feeling so aligned. Other times we're just not going to feel it. And that's okay. It's accepting that as well. It's being super self-kind throughout that process and, and trusting and knowing that it'll figure itself back up. And if we just keep flowing with it, it'll work itself out. We just keep having to go back to those tools that we we know work for us. Definitely. So I've seen that you have been chatting more about women's cycles and how we go through different phases of energy. And I think the best part about having a business is that we can 
organize our days, organize our weeks. We can, you know, create our business in a way that can support us more. Whereas in a full-time job, we are more set in, I guess, a masculine world. And so we're expected to show up regardless, you know, with the, with the full end energy, no matter what time of the month it is. So I think that the rise in female entrepreneurship is really, really awesome for so many reasons. But this is something that I've been trying to organize a lot more as well. I've literally just started mine today, but unfortunately I had my week off last week instead. So sometimes it doesn't match. But yeah, let's chat about that. Tell I, us I love this. how the journey has been around that as well. Okay, I'm excited. I love cycle chat. It actually makes me so happy because, it, okay, this is the contrast. This is the image that I have in my mind mind if I go back to when I was teaching so it was around six or seven years I can't remember now how long it was that I was teaching for but I have this one memory of it being probably maybe day two of my period and it was super heavy and I was just I had no energy at all I was struggling to stand at the front of the class and I remember just leaning over my desk and the kids obviously because they see and notice everything checking in and saying hey you're okay I'm like you know what I'm not I'm actually not and I went up to the office and I remember walking into the vice principal's office and saying I'm really not okay right now I need to go home and that being out of the question and it just not being understood and just me having to go through the rest of my day. And I remember that day so vividly because, you know, we all experienced this at one point where we leaked through our clothes and that happened to be a day where it was so heavy that my period leaked straight through my clothes and I was walking around literally with blood on the back of my skirt with a jacket wrap around me and not having that permission to go home to change or not having that permission to just call the rest of the day off. And I remember just feeling so out of my own power because, you know, this is totally natural. We as women experience our cycle. This is like 100% normal, but to not have that recognition that, you know, I really need rest right now. I'm not feeling at capacity. I actually can't even teach these kids right now. And not having that recognized is such a contrast to the experiences that I'm having right now, where it's me pre-planning. Okay, I know I'm going to have my period during these few days. Best believe I'm like not going to work on day one or two. It's not happening. Like I'm chilling at home. And to have that flexibility now, that is something I really love about being a small business owner or a business owner is exactly that, having that flexibility and just being able to change your schedule. So anyway, I had to throw through my two cents because that still sticks with me to this day. <laughs> oh, wow. That's just insane that they couldn't let you go home or sort something out. That's just Still and it's me. probably not uncommon, unfortunately, that that's probably happened to plenty of people. Absolutely. So, mm. Yeah, I'm grateful that I didn't have that. But, you know, you still had to show up even though you weren't feeling, you know, 100%. 100%. That's right. And I think this really comes down to there needs to be a re-education on, A, normalising the fact that when we're talking about our cycle, we're not just talking about, you know, our, our menstrual phase when we bleed. The full month is a cycle and we as women flow through very specific energy shifts depending on where we are within our personal cycle. So I'll talk us through the different phases if that's okay because it'll probably make yeah, more sense. Definitely. This is something that I've been on my own journey with as well because last 
last year I actually went off the pill just for like health reasons and things. And so for my whole life, I'd never actually had a cycle that I'd recognized. <laughs> like literally it was always the same. And so now I'm, I'm getting more in touch with that and actually realizing it is quite different. <laughs> so yeah, definitely walk us through them. I can so validate that it wasn't until I went off the pill as well that I really was able to tap into this because you feel everything on such a heightened level when you're not on any medication. Okay, let's go through this. Let's break it down and let's be open-minded. <laughs> so for those those that are listening that are a bit like unsure, I promise you it'll make sense and it will it'll resonate where it feels right for you. But if we're starting at the very beginning of our cycle, I'm going to call it phases and seasons, just so just to make it clear. So if we're starting at the beginning, we're at our menstrual phase. I like to call this the winter and sometimes people refer to it as moon time or your bleed, whatever you want to call it. Winter phase is your day one to six, your day one to six of your actual bleed time. So this is just my learnings over the years and what I've picked up as well. But your day one, you know how sometimes people spot prior to having their full period. So the the day that you spot is not your day one. That's just the lead up. And this is something that I used to jot down when I was tracking my cycle. I would have my first day of spotting. I'd pop it down as day one, but it's actually not. Your day one is your first morning tonight of a complete bleed. So if you were tracking your cycle and it's different for everyone because everyone uh, bleeds for a different amount of time, but Roughly, it's your day one to six is the start of your winter phase. So this is your menstrual phase. This is when you're feeling low in energy. You are naturally feeling a lot slower. You are naturally feeling a lot more sleepy. Your body is in a space of restoration, really, and and hibernation. And if we're looking at it from an energetic space or we're looking at it from a space of holding space for ourselves, this is a time of really just surrendering, going slow and listening to our body. This is the time of most rest that we need throughout our month is when we're bleeding. And it's the most obvious reason. Your body is really going through such a huge shed. You literally have a limited amount of energy during that time and it's so important for us to a recognize and understand that because we're not really going to be at our most productive if we we're in our business we're not going to want to be launching anything during this time because you want to be completely like clear in your thinking you want to be energetic and, and productive and realistically when you're experiencing your bleed that's not going to happen so if we're looking at allowing ourselves to tap into our intuition with what we're going to be feeling during a certain time of the month you know that when you're in your winter when you're bleeding it's time to just slow it down have a little bit of a break from all of the big important things that normally take your energy throughout the most of the month so this is something that i think is really important that we start to talk about and educate not just male, female, girls, boys, whatever, everyone needs to have that understanding that during this time we need space and we we need to rest. And also for ourselves, because because we live in such a, a male-based world and because we live in the masculine as well of constantly doing, 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 it's really relearning to accept that that is the time of just allowing ourselves to recharge. Because if we don't, if we push through and we overwork during that time where we don't have energy, the rest of your month is going to 
really test you because you're, you didn't give yourself time to recharge during that space. And you'll be working more towards a space of overwork once you get to the end of that, that cycle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Practically, how can people maybe get started with that as well? Because my my calendar used to be jam-packed to the brim. And so I actually had to literally block it out so that usually I still open like a couple of spots here and there for clients. But most of my week is no clients because that means my week can be more flexible. My other tasks, I can move them around. But if clients are booked in, I'm not going to say, sorry, I'm not, <laughs> you know, you're not handling your today but how do you do that how do you manage that week for me it's cutting everything in half so if I know that I have for example uh, my last cycle I know that I had a lot of wholesale orders that I needed to actually create because at the moment I can't have help with the lockdown so I'm doing it all on my own and I knew that there was a ton of wholesale orders that I actually had to create and make during that time and what I did was instead of just doing what I would normally do where it would be a full few days of just constant making I cut everything in half I separated what was realistic for me to achieve in one day and what was going to allow me to be able to go home earlier to just allow time a for cooking something that was going to nourish my body instead of say working to a point where it was super late and then having to pick up takeaway which wouldn't help me you know it's cutting everything that you would normally do in half and being okay with that and starting to learn to be okay with that as well normally when I'm in my winter I wouldn't except like if I'm doing a podcast call with someone or if I'm doing my own podcast or whatever it is, I just would reshuffle everything within my month to move a few days past my winter. That way I'm really becoming mindful about what I'm doing because it's only a couple of days, you know? So if we know roughly when we bleed, we can start to pre-plan our month to shift things around so it doesn't interrupt too much if we have things that are unavoidable then that's fine just make sure the rest of your day is going to be a little bit more gentle a little bit slower and a little bit more allowing and also i think another thing that we can really try and tap into is if you live at home with friends or you have a partner or a family or whatever it is making them really aware of where you are within your cycle as well will be so beneficial because if you make it clear to them this is where i am this is how i'm going to feel and i'm really going to need some extra support then they can jump in and help you in your time of need they might be able to organize dinner they might be able to i don't know like i know my husband for example because i lose it during that time if there's any mess in the house there's clothes everywhere or the washing whatever he'll just hide it behind the, the laundry door for me or move things aside so i don't you know get triggered by it easily he won't necessarily maybe do it and do the washing or whatever it is or not he is quite good with that but you know he might just shift things around so they're not in my trigger point and he'll do that now because we've had the conversations of this is how I feel and this is going to set me off I really need your support so having those conversations as well so you can gain that extra support during that time because we have it in mm. our mind that we need to do everything all the time and that's just not true you know it's just not absolutely so when should people then try and schedule their big tasks, working on new projects, launching things, when would that be? 
So that's awesome. I love this because this would then naturally we flow from our winter into our spring. And so spring is our roughly super rough, our day seven to our day 13. This is your pre-ovulation phase, or I think like the scientific term is follicular from memory, follicular phase. This is when you're starting to feel more motivated. You're starting to feel creative. You're starting to feel more capable. So this is the time when you shift straight, you know, one or two days after you finished bleeding, this is where you can start to get a little bit more productive to set intentions, to plan, to brainstorm or to allow space for expression, whatever it is. This is the time where you want to start getting things done. And this shifts us even further into a more masculine, more productive space when we hit our summer, which is day 14 to day 22. That's your ovulation phase. This is the highest peak in your energy that you will experience in the full month. So that's like a, a solid two weeks of high productivity. You know, so when it comes to stuff within our business, you want to be as productive as you can within your spring and your summer because you're going to have this huge peak in energy and you're going to be just feeling normally this is if you start to track it it's quite interesting if you start to track your your feelings and how you're feeling throughout the month when you're in these two phases your spring and your summer you'll find that you're just feeling so aligned you're feeling like ready and eager and you do feel a little bit more masculine in the sense of just like conquering and getting things done and and all of that so if you want to dive into deep projects with work or launch or allow for more productivity they're the times within the month to do it your spring and your summer that two and a bit week really for some of us gap of just pushing as much as you can in that space and then to follow from that we have autumn, which is just before we bleed again. So autumn is our post ovulation. I'm pretty sure the term is luteal. So our luteal phase, this is where things start to shift. And we all will know <laughs> when this is happening because I feel like our autumn is our most emotion filled time within the whole month. So you've gone from having two and a bit weeks of just like extreme productivity and on top of the world and feeling your most confident and happy to show up and all of those things to suddenly you feel this shift and you're a little bit more moody and you're a little bit more sensitive and you're more critical in terms of self-critical and also critical with things around you. So from a business perspective, when I'm in my order, if I'm doing editing work for content or whatever it is, I'm so critical about spelling or flow or whether this is working or not. And I'm just straight to the point in this stage, right? Because we're a little bit more on edge. So when we're in our autumn phase, we're winding it down. We're starting to take a few step back and slow things down, prepare for rest, knowing that in four or five days, whatever it is, we'll probably start to bleed. So just really allowing ourselves to wind down and prepare for that. And if we allow ourselves to slowly recognize how our body reacts during these phases, we really can reschedule and rearrange our months to work for us within our business so that we're getting the most out of the month. We're being as productive as we can while still creating space for ourselves, giving ourselves the grace and time that we need to recharge and recognizing that being consciously present for ourselves doesn't have to be as hard as it seems. That's a lot. So <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> 
No, that's super, super important. My least favourite time is the autumn. <laughs> I would prefer, you know, the winter than than the autumn phase. It's it's not always the most fun. But I mean, even for me, like you said, you're more critical. So I've never really had too much like imposter syndrome and things like that. But I do notice those kind of thoughts creeping in during that phase as well. And for me, I've found what works really well for me. And again, it's, you know, down to what works for anyone. But for me, what works really well in that time is not to push the social media, not to push my own content as much and not to push all of that because then I fall into, you know, why is no one liking it or, you know, all of these patterns. And for me, I find that that time is actually really, really good for me to retreat and do more reading, do more learning, immerse myself in what really lights me up and excites me instead of trying to push outwards and sort of and that's worked really well for me. Filling your cup, that's what you're doing in that time. Absolutely. And the boundaries really are so important because it preps us for the time in our winter where we're just completely switching off. So even, I mean, a challenge might be, and I know this is this is hard at first, but a challenge might be to even say, okay, I'm going to really give myself a certain amount of time that is allocated for social media during this day (laughs) and that's it once that time is done i'm completely putting my phone in a different room and i'm going to try my best to switch off from it because having those boundaries during a time when we get triggered quite easily is really going to help us to give ourselves that space that we need absolutely no i think this is so so valuable we've covered off a lot here hopefully it's really shifted some perspectives and maybe pointed out some things that some of you may need to work on we're all always working on this and this has been even just valuable for me to pick up on some more things that I can continue to improve on and, and implement into my routines and things like that and I think we're always learning and we're always growing so I think this is super super valuable for anyone, you know, whether they're just starting on this journey or they're well and truly on their way. I think there's so much that you've just shared here and super, super valuable. So before we wrap it up, I would love for you to just share one, one maybe key learning that's really helped you on your journey. Mm, Okay. I love this. So this is something that I still do very, very frequently. And this is something that I did from the beginning to really help me shift my mindset when things felt really, really tough throughout the day or when things just got really clouded. So when you're having those moments, because this will happen literally multiple times a week where you're just feeling overloaded, your head feels foggy, you feel cloudy, you can't think clearly. One thing that you can do to really shift your energy and it gets to be as simple as just bringing yourself back to breath. So I can't tell you how many times I, if I'm in a situation where there's people around me, I just excuse myself. I go to the bathroom, I I lock the door and I just stand there. I close my eyes and I do a really simple breathing exercise, which I think I'll flow us through now because I'm vibing on it, but a really simple breathing exercise just to give myself a few moments to temporarily shift all of that heaviness and find just a moment of clarity that's going to just give me enough 
just enough energy to get back out there and get through it. So that way I can move on with the day. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this together. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> it's become too heavy. We've gone to the bathroom. We've shut the door. We've locked the door. <laughs> you can even do this at your desk if you can't excuse yourself or whatever your situation is. And if you can, you just gently close your eyes and just roll your shoulders back, allowing yourself just that moment to release that tension that's there. And you're going to take a really deep inhale through your nose while you count to four. So take a deep inhale, one, two, three, four, and you're gonna hold for four seconds as well, three, four, and then you're going to exhale for four, three, four. And then you do that three times. So I'll count us through and we'll just do two deep breaths and I think that will be enough. So a deep inhale through your nose, two, three, four, pause, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, pause, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four. And so when you do that, your mind is so focused on counting Your mind is so focused on making sure you're breathing for those specific counts that it tricks your brain temporarily into focusing on your breath and to not focus on what's been going on outside of that other door. And just those few breaths are enough. Just those few breaths are enough just to shift your energy, just to give you that little moment of peace so that way you can go back out there And with a more grounded and with a clearer energy link to you, you can just push through. And I swear that's how I get through literally everything that every challenge that's appeared, every every time I've had to get on a stage and speak, whatever it is, I literally go in the corner. I do my my three to four breaths where I just count and I focus on my breath. And once I'm done, I just go out there and do it. And I think that this can really be a simple technique that any of us can use throughout any challenging situation just to create space for ourselves in a moment. Amazing. No, that is so, so valuable. Hopefully everyone can take that one away. Sometimes I'll use that sort of thing before bed as well, because sometimes I jump into bed and I can just feel my heart racing. So (laughs) that's always helpful. But thank you for sharing so much of your journey and your wisdom and your knowledge around all of this. And, you know, I do think that this is more needed than ever in the current, you know, climate and the world and just in business. And we just keep pushing faster and faster and faster when sometimes we actually do need to stop, reset and slow down. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Now, where can people connect with you and let you know some of their key takeaways from this episode. I think the easiest way is just to connect with me on Instagram at the Daniela Elias, or if you're interested in more of a self and soul collection, then following me on my, my business page at Amity created. Yes. So Daniela, actually based on your story that you shared at the beginning, for those that don't know, you started off with the most beautiful teacups for everyone to be able to have that moment 
to themselves as well. But now you've expanded into so many beautiful products. So people can definitely go and check that out at Amity Created. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's been so lovely. I'm so grateful. Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. Well, thanks to everyone for listening and for tuning into this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure you screenshot and share it to your social media and tag myself at JesterOlianson8 and also Daniela at the Daniela Elias. Speak to you guys soon. Bye.